Support for today's episode comes from Dame Products. Look, we've all been hearing about this rose, but I'm telling you the Dame has a product that is so much better. The air creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. The opening is bigger. The material is more squishier than the rose. So I'm telling you, it works. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code BOONIE10, all caps. That's BOONIE10. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the BooneyBreakdown.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, so welcome to this week's episode, guys. Uh, we took a break. We're back. We have a new episode, and we have our problematic fave, Brian, is here this episode. Guys, I, I, I can't even tell you what we talked about. Um, <laughs> it is uh, somewhat ratchet. It's always ridiculousness with Brian. You guys never know what you're going to get. We did field some questions from a few Boonie Breakdown listeners and followers. Um, one of the questions was, you know, is sex with a BBW better? You know, Brian crossed the line on that one, speaking it for all of my fellow big girls. Um, <laughs> talk about breaking up with the side piece, why men don't get STD tests, all that craziness. So stick around for the conversation. Let's hop into my pick of the week. I got to shout out, my, I went a little crazy with my Amex, but shout out to Gabby Fresh. If Speaking of BBWs, uh, if you are a fellow fat girl and you have been, you must be living on the rock if you don't know who Gabby Fresh is, but she launched a fashion to figure line. I brought mad pieces. My Amex was not happy, but I am happy because I am going to be returning some things. <laughs> the clothes were dope, even though they did not work on my body type. Um, not all of them. I am keeping a few things. But it was dope. It was a, f- a fun collection. So if you missed out and it was sold out when you tried to buy, I would say probably look back next week because people like me will be sending pieces back. But the, cor- the collection was fun. It was bright. Some sexy pieces in there. So, yeah, shout out to Gabby Fresh. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. First things first in housekeeping, I would like to say at the end of the episode, we do have a confession. Uh, So stick around to listen to the confession after the conversation with Brian. Also, I just want to thank all of you guys for letting me take a week off. I was spent life really life really hard for me in October. (laughs) Um, So I just needed a break. I, I, I had this episode recorded it it wasn't done but I just really didn't have the wherewithal to put it together to try um so yes thank you thank you also to patreon gang because the group chat was kind of dead everything was dead because I just had to take a break so thank you all for that also we're going to recap episode 192 from two weeks ago with Isis the doula um, I received this email back and was like, Boonie, I had no idea that a doula existed. I had no idea what a doula was, what they did. It just seemed like something that rich people have. Thank you so much for this episode. I know that when the time comes for me to have children, I will most certainly have a doula. Isis' spirit was amazing. 
I wish that I lived local so that she could be my doula. So I will say this. I think she does virtual clients. I'm not sure, but reach out. You never know. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the feedback. And if you did not check out that episode, that episode was episode 192. uh, Black women deserve healthy and safe childbirth. So go back and check it out. Also, Patreon gang, we have our November event. Yes, if you're part of Patreon gang, we get one uh, free live event. This month's event for November is a Vision of Love Masterclass with Tara Stidham. She was episode 188 of this season, the guest there. Um, she's going to work us through making a plan for your love life. Now, you might be like, I'm married. I'm booed up. I don't need it. This is for whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're coupled, whatever your status is, this is for you. Um, So if you are interested in attending, it's Thursday, November 11th at 830 Eastern time. If you sign up for Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Booney breakdown, um, you can get attend this event depending on your membership level, the six and fifteen dollars. Um, levels are included in that so hope to see you all there it's going to be a fun time patreon gang you'll be getting details this week about what's needed for this event yeah you gotta do some little homework before it but it's still going to be a fun and great time all right if you're new here welcome thank you for listening if brian brought you here look we 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 ratchet sometimes we're responsible sometimes but thank you for listening you can be sure to follow us on social media facebook and instagram at the boonie breakdown we're on twitter at boonie breakdown you can put this episode in your insta stories you can tag us uh you could tweet it you could facebook it whatever the fuck you need to do to get this message out thank you for sharing it to your followers that is how we grow you can also leave us a five-star review over on the Apple Podcast app, that purple one with the little microphone looking dude. Yeah, five stars, five stars. We love five-star reviews. And uh, that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Booney. And I always love when I get to have my problematic fave on. Hey, Brian. Hey, Boney, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Problematic how, here. Always. How are you? I am doing great. Um, you know, no complaints. Uh, just finished up the best weather of the year in September. Um, celebrated my 42nd birthday. Um, you probably seen me flopping around Vegas. I seen you in Vegas. Had a little party here with uh, Dave and the fellas so that was pretty cool um you know i celebrate my birthday every year with about two three parties so (laughs) good time to celebrate another because you are mr baltimore i don't think so but i like to have different parties for different people i have so many friends in different varieties like frat brothers friends people i went to school with you know so it's just like mr baltimore no, nope, nope. I, I <laughs> yes. will not take that title. I just like to, I just have a lot of friends, a lot of people that I'm acquainted with, people cool with, you know, cigar stuff, all of that. So it just gave me an opportunity to celebrate. And I like to celebrate birthdays. Um, That's fair. You should celebrate your birthday. I think you should. I think life is something that should be cherished and celebrated when we know a number of people that are not here 
for whatever reason. And uh, it just gives you a reason to pause, say thank you, drink, be married. <laughs> Look, I've been so low-key on my birthdays the last couple of years. Um, I say the last couple of years. Never mind, I take that back. Maybe just last year. How did I turn? <laughs> no. No, it was the last two years I've been low-key. 34, I went to Amsterdam. So we'll be 37 in December. I don't really? know what I'm doing. Yep, 37. Yeah, oh, I was just about to ask you, like, you turned 30 last year. Because you always seem so young. <laughs> but 37? 30 I got fucking you. seven. You're not young anymore. <laughs> like, Shut I think up. it's probably like four or five podcasts I was telling you, like, damn, you young as shit. Now, <laughs> 37? The bitch got to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> that's some real life shit though for real <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. like look i tell women like y'all be feeling real young in your 30s boom you hit 40 and you old as fuck because like a lot of shit changed for y'all at 40 listen i was talking about this like two episodes ago in my solo episode i was saying like i really do feel like we've played ourselves and saying like you have time because you do but you don't right like you don't, you do, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> time it's, is like so flaky that shit is more flaky a, than like some broke ass bitch like that shit flaky shit. it is because you look in your mind in my mind i was just like 27 yeah so it's like exactly. how the fuck has it been 10 years and so yeah we play ourselves oh we got time you do but you don't and so now yeah. especially with women to your point and we're gonna have a baby or not right now we in the don't we're not because right. I really cannot, like, I really wish I had, had just had a kid at 22 because <laughs> the thought of being 45 with a toddler, never. Yeah. I couldn't I mean, even imagine. Yeah. Like all my friends that had kids young, their their kids are older. Y'all living I, a life. I'll be looking at y'all on Instagram. Like I was damn. the first, I was the first out of my friend group to have a kid. And so a lot of them are still, the crazy thing is I was the first to have a kid, but my youngest is the same as all of their kids. So it's <laughs> I, I, and I'm a large amount, but I do have a babysitter because I, my do. daughter, yes, my daughter just turned 16. So one thing I have that they don't have is I have a babysitter. As soon as this call is over, I'm going to go smoke a cigar. Because she's there with the children. She's going to have to watch <laughs> these kids. There's nobody yeah, you- here in my 20s. You did it right. I look at a lot of my friends where I'm just like, one of my friends, his son is like a sophomore in high school. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> when we turn to 40, you are done. And our, our, some of our dumb asses sitting here like thinking, are we going to have this? Your ass is done. It's not fair. Um, I also thought about you because somebody had pulled up in my DMs. Asking about you as always, right? And this person was actually very respectful because I think some people, depending on where they hop in in the podcast listening, some people have been listening. You were episode one guest. You've been on here a gazillion million times, live shows and all. But this person, I think they might have just hopped in on your last appearance. And so they did not believe all of the good things about you. And I all... And I oh, laughed because I was like, that appearance wasn't one of the worst. Thing? Like you mean they the just bad thing? no, the, no, the good things. <laughs> no, like so. If you go back to episode one, you're wild on that episode, friend. 
because I felt like we needed that. I felt like the podcast. <laughs> I was willing to do that for you because I was like, you know what? I appreciate it. Man. I need to go deep down inside myself and pull out whatever ratchet to set the talk <laughs> for what this podcast is going to be like forever. Well, I remember the one. Episode one. I remember was, episode one too. I go back and listen to it every. That was so, that was this one. That was the, the gun to the head. Yes. <laughs> so if you go back and you listen to the first episodes all the way to now, you can see my growth. You, and you really can, can. Where I've come from and where I'm going. So that's what somebody has to understand. But I felt like somebody hopped in now and they would be like, "Oh, cool, he's chill." Like, damn, what am I doing? I thought so too. And so I had to respond. Like I sent them your business page. Like, no, he does run a business. He he's telling the truth when he speaks on these things. So So what they thought I was like making stuff up. Yeah, I thought they thought you were like clout chasing up front and for the gram. I don't know, but it was very interesting. Damn, I'm like, like interested in me or she just was the fact checking me. So whenever anyone pulls in your DMs about pulls in my DMs about you. Yes. I think they're always interested. <laughs> That's just I just operate I there. So I'm gonna try not to be. I'm trying to be more humble. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll say it for you. I always think they're trying to pull up, but they take whatever they take some bullshit ass angle. I mm-hmm. respect the women who were just like, "What's his page?" or "He's single." I respect those women way more than the ones who are like, "He runs a business, bitch." He says it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then the funny thing is. I don't even, like, people think that listening to the show, like, we're such good friends and we talk all the time. So (laughs) when you're telling me this stuff and when we get on here, and I always say every episode, the conversations we are having are genuine. There's there's not like you get the DM and you're like, hey, Brian, look at this. Hey, Brian, like, calling my phone, like, guess what? Like, we really... It's very rare that I send the screenshot to Brian, honestly, ladies. Like, yeah, or we or we just talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is our talk and it's live for the people. This <laughs> is our catch listen, up. And y'all listen to it. <laughs> um, so I asked a few people, well, really quick, I have a random before we go into because I asked some people questions what they wanted us to talk about, what was going on in their life that they needed advice. Some of them a while, but before we get there. I recently did a lot of people exposure recently. And so I had to do some COVID tests. So I got, hold on, people on Patreon, y'all going to see it. I got the little take-home COVID test. It was very simple and very easy. And I'm just like, why the fuck did they have this for STDs and shit? Do they? And I'm missing out? Do you know this? I don't know nothing about that. Because I was just like, this is so easy. I literally just put the little swab, put it in the solution. It was like COVID negative. And all right, cool. Thanks. Threw it in the trash. How bomb would that be if you could just swab somebody's shit at home and it's like herpes free, HIV free? Yeah. So I just. Toss that condom away. No. (laughs) But yeah. The funny thing was, (laughs) the funny thing was, I literally just went and had my yearly and and fellas out there. I know women, I, I can't say women are more responsible, but I will say, fellas, a lot they of us are. don't go to doctors if nothing's wrong. So it's like, oh, why am I scheduling an appointment? I'm healthy. I'm fine. I tell all of my friends every year for your birthday, you should be going to get in a full physical, you know, run that blood work, just check everything. I mean, 
it's one of the things that get me back in the gym because I'm always like, you're borderline pre-diabetic. You're this, mm-hmm. you're that, you know, your blood pressure. So it's like at 42, like, okay, now I got to get back on my shit. Stop eating Chick-fil-A every fucking day. You know, all of that type of shit. But real, real talk, like just to run and get that blood checked, you know, because what most men do is we usually get tested through the women that we're sleeping with unprotected. So if you're sleeping, like if we were sleeping together and you're like, babe, I got a pep next week, a nigga going to cross his fingers and be like, <laughs> we oh, that's terrible. That's not she how I thought shit. you were going to say so, that. She said shit. We good up in this <laughs> So then, <laughs> I'm laughing, but that is so terrible. I thought, I thought you were going to say like, because a woman, because what I've done to someone or a few people it's like, you know, go get tested and I'll get tested and we can have a discussion if we're going to, how we're going to proceed. That's what I thought you were going to say. Not just he's going off my test. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So like I'm saying, if at the end of the day, like if y'all been having a situation ship and y'all been having sex unprotected or whatever, he might be looking at it like, okay, like if she go to the doctor, her culture and everything is getting taken. Like, you know, walls getting scraped. So your doctor right off the break is going to be like, something is going on. So if you come home and you like, what the fuck? Like a nigga going to be like, oh shit. But if you come home and you like, hey babe, everything was good. He like, whew. And that's so terrible because men are usually the carriers. Yeah, it's awful. But And y'all are asymptomatic carriers at that. Yeah, so that's why I went and I say we have to get all our blood work done. Got my yes. blood work, everything negative. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's like, I think because I've been chilling so hard, I feel like this was the probably least stressful. <laughs> that, because I'm not going to lie. A couple of times, you know, you think back to like sometimes when you really be know that you've been wilding, like you check in the portal hard. Like, <laughs> like I got the portal in my and my ass your bookmarks so, yeah so <laughs> you asked the lady like so when the, when this when the, when these results coming well baby it's a friday you probably don't get that till monday or tuesday and then sunday you look on the portal you like whoo we got action <laughs> but no nah, it, it's it's good to know that like you're healthy no and, yes you know. go get your own test i will ask you this would you ever if you're dating someone because i recently heard a story like this if you're dating someone and you're on a like a, a very early date, I'm not going to say first, maybe like your third date, would you ask them to log into their portal and show you their results? Or do you take their word for it? Um, I've never done that before. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I never I never did that before. I just never really been like, oh, you know, show me your results. I'll show you my results. It's never been like a thing. I've you're had some still people, just going on the word. Yeah, go off. A, it's a feel. It's a feel. <laughs> what does it feel it like to know that they have clean results? A new feel. <laughs> <laughs> you're so ridiculous. You say what? I say you're ridiculous. You never ask to see it with your own eyes. I don't even know. Like, I, I mean, I don't think men think like that. I think that's more of a woman thing. Like, well you're going to have to get tested or this and that. Men don't be like, hey, um, I'm going to need you to get tested. 
we say stupid shit like, well, you know, she worked downtown at this big law firm and she ain't the type to just be walking around without getting checked. <laughs> like shit like that. Like I've really heard it all. Like, yo, these qualifiers a- are wild. <laughs> yeah, like she a nurse, she a RN, you know, she in the hospital. So she definitely, you know, not gonna be walking around, you know. And those within- be the ones. Yeah, but that's but you know what? And that's the part where as a man, I can truly say, like, I've been blessed. And that's the part where we're like, yo, it's like you selling, you've been selling drugs for 20 years and you're just like, I ain't got caught. I ain't got killed. <laughs> I'm about to set up this, I'm about to set up this real estate company or start selling cars. <laughs> Get out this But game. nothing has been worse. I remember. <laughs> So I'm going to tell a story. I don't even know if I ever said this on here. Let's talk about this. So this is one person. I was in a relationship with them. We had, in the turn, words of Brian, it's a woman thing. We had the discussion. I'm on the shot. At the time, I was on the shot. You don't have to use a condom. We'll get tested, all this stuff. So we're doing all this stuff. And It was maybe this is a long distance situation. So when he was here, it was like dick and guts all the time, 24-7. Like that's just all we did, pretty much. And this one time he leaves after the weekend and it is burnt like burning. And I'm like, oh my God. Like this nigga came down here and then gave me something. But <laughs> this is the goes to the cleanliness of men sometimes. He wasn't like cleaning his dick good enough and his dick was really big. And so I was getting UTIs and I did not know, like that was the first time I had ever had this happen. This is back in my twenties, a gazillion years ago. And so in my mind, I'm like, I would go pee. It was burned. I was like, yeah, it's a fucking UTI. (laughs) So I say all this to say like, I do wish guys would be a little better about it. Like I would literally now to have sex with this nigga, I would wash his dick and he wasn't dirty, but it was just, I don't know, just to make myself feel better. And I had to be on a low grade antibiotic every time we fucking had sex. Damn. That's crazy. Like, I feel like he might have some issues with not even like cleanliness. He might have issues with maybe like, uh, circumcision or something like that because if he wasn't circumcised right maybe he was circumcised oh, maybe i don't know if it was right but he was circumcised because that's because you know people who have the um the snuggie or anteater or whatever you want to call you know whatever you no, i've say. never heard it called a snuggie yeah it looked like a snuggie because <laughs> like over top of the head well like i see it like, now <laughs> you know like a banana peel you got peeled a banana back like that type of thing i've heard different jokes I I would imagine that they have problems with cleanliness because it's the way they were cut. And so if they have more foreskin, which creates more sweat and more, you know, it's hot. It can get hot down there. So different people sweat at different rates. I always pride myself on if I went and played softball, basketball, went to the, like, I feel like my dick still smell good. I feel like. My body always still smell good. See, something that. like that. Women are so sensitive. Your your sweaty dick, softball dick, probably gave a bitch a UTI, and she just didn't tell you. Mm, I doubt it. But at the end of the day, I I'm gonna clean my shit. But at, at the same time, 
we like we had this conversation before. There are women who request balls straight off the court. Like there are women who want mm-hmm. just shit straight out the gym. I'm telling you, there's I women. No, I'm writing this down as a talk to Booney Tuesday poll. Do you like sweaty, musty dick? There's some of them that do. And I bet you you come in the high 40s. <laughs> do you think it's sexy after your man come home from the gym and you want that dick before he washes? You gonna I'm get writing this down because I'm gonna ask this question on Tuesday. Right. And I, and you know what? And I think that I'm on the other spectrum. It's something about when a woman work out and she look like she peed on herself and all of this all wet in there. Cause you a nasty nigga. Give me that shit now. <laughs> You're nasty. Why where you going? You trying to get you trying to get up in the shower? Why? All right, I'm gonna ask Why? it for men too. Because it, I, I feel like I wouldn't like you if you stink after you work out. <laughs> Why you stink? Like, like You're you shouldn't stink. Out. Like you could be a little musty, but you shouldn't stink. Like, so bitch, you, you fish. <laughs> like, bitch, you fishy. You worked out. Like, did you? What'd you do? Like, you just a little musty. Like, just a little musty down there. That's all. Just a little sweaty. Just a little. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, hey, I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm telling this. It's probably some woman listening to this like, oh shit, that's why I keep getting UTIs. Yeah. I remember verbatim my gynecologist told me because I went. Because it when it happened the second time, I was like, the fuck is going on? And she's like, I'm going to need you to tell your partner to take shallower strokes. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So we need to figure out an- <laughs> another plan uh- of action. And it was me taking low-grade antibiotics while every every weekend he was here to just prepare my body for it. And then that stopped the UTIs. Crazy. Um, things we do for good dick. <laughs> no, we're not going to stop the deep stroking, ma'am. But we can find another solution. Um, while we're on this topic, before we get to some of the outrageous topics, somebody submitted. And I have to ask you because I don't know. Someone said for Brian, is sex with a BBW better in the winter? And the thinking emoji. <laughs> Why'd you turn your camera off? <laughs> yeah, no, my it went the low oh. power. I'm good. I'll be I'll it'll last throughout the episode. But is sex with a BBW better, better in the winter? Thinking emoji. So BBW is so relative. Um Ooh, that I've never heard someone say that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so it's like we would have to literally, we could spend 20 minutes trying to define what BBW is. Me personally, I what like... What is a BBW to you? So if I said somebody was a BBW, they definitely like over 200. Well, um, that's a lot of women. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, yeah, they like over 200. It depends on like their height and stuff like that too. Now, if they tall and they hitting 200, it might be a little different. But it's definitely going to be more. I they, think you'd be shocked at how many women are over two hundred pounds. I they, know most. I don't I think up, I can walk up to most women and tell their weight just by looking at them. I, I just feel like I'm not, I, knocking, I'm not knocking BBWs. I'm just saying I'm not either. But I'm just saying I don't. Category, you just said it's relative. I don't think of that as a BBW. So to me, there's different categories. You got skinny. You got slim, thick. You got thick. I like thick. And okay, then, I think 200 pounds is thick. 
No, I think like you can get like some thick ones in like the 150, 165 range. No stomach, big butt, titty, thick, just like thick thighs. I feel like Megan the Stallion to you is what? She's just a big, thick ass, tall woman. Like she's just a big, thick ass woman. So she's she's thick. I bet you, Meg, I bet she's tall. I bet she's definitely over 200. She's definitely over because she's six feet. Yeah. But I wouldn't say she's a BBW just because she's over 200. But she's a thick ass woman. She's Amazon. Okay. That's a wrestling match. She's Amazon. So when you start getting into them categories, BBWs are going to come more on the fluffy side. Like you just know going in like she got a big stomach or she a fat girl and she fat as shit. So it's like, okay, she a fat girl that's fat as shit. She a BBW. Yes. Like type that's going (laughs) <laughs> Eat some lunch with you. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> you know what Drake said? <laughs> Fuck you trying to eat some lunch with you. <laughs> you are hilarious. Okay. But the whole point is, is nothing wrong with BBWs. They will definitely keep you warm. So will the thick girls. Um, My preference is thick. But to say that I'm above the BBWs, I know there's a fat girl out there right now who's like, he loved fat girls. Guess what? I've had my share and y'all were fun too, but I'm just more likely not to just hang outside with y'all. You say you're not going to hang outside with y'all? I ain't never really been out with like a, a big girl like that. Like out in public? I think nope. I'm offended as a big girl. I mean, my twin sister's a big girl. I'm on record having a twin sister who was a big girl. That's why I like big girls because I used to sleep in the bed with my sister when I was younger. <laughs> I loved laying up next to a, a fat girl. But that's reserved for nighttime. I didn't say I like hanging with them in the daytime, but at nighttime. So we know that's problematic, right? That's why I'm problematic. <laughs> there we I, go. But, hey, but the one thing you're gonna get is honest. <laughs> I would I would love for somebody to tweet in or post a picture. Oh, you know you're gonna get shit on this one. Listen, I just want you no. to know. Post a picture with with me out with a BBW. Do it. <laughs> like sometimes, like really real shit though, real shit. It's been times when I've gotten DMs from certain women and I go to their profile pic and I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to just start like laying out pictures of my exes. So people just be like, oh damn, I'm not his type before they submit that shit. I'd be like, the confidence, the audacity. Don't do that. And it's not even a big woman thing because at the end of the day, it's like, <laughs> don't do that. No, I'm just saying some people just really just go real hard and they'd be like, do I look easy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I'm not though. I might look like, yes. It, and I talk a lot of shit, but guess what? You do. I the will answer find... is yes. Okay. And that's the problem. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> I look it's fucking... so funny. You do look easy. I call you a whore all the time. You put your little thighs out and your little thirst trap and workout videos. Yo, it's not. I had to say this conversation. It's not a thirst trap. It's not a thirst trap. It's fitness. It is. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It is, it is, the whole thing is trap. the whole thing is I'm known for wearing five inch shorts. Are you a whore? So that makes me a whore because I like little shorts. Yeah. Have you ever been able to look on my page or any of my clothing and be like, he trying to show something off? That's not what I do. 
You do. I don't. Cause you know what you do. You know what you do. That actually draws more attention to it. You always put like a emoji or something, or you have your shorts on over your dick or something. Uh, I'm supposed to cover it up, right? No, just let it go. No, but then that's problematic. I feel like if I'm taking, <laughs> if I'm doing certain a certain exercise, and I feel like my I'm viewing a video, I can see something that could per- be um, thought of as I mean, like trying to show off my print or something like that. I'm going to cover it up with an emoji. See, I feel like that draws more attention to the area. Now it's like, bored. no, because it, no, it, it suggests it suggests curiosity. What Change. is he hiding? Focus. I want to see. Focus and, on the damn exercise <laughs> at the damn thighs and dick and thighs. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hope my kids can never hear me when I'm talking like this. I know I got- they do. They be like, damn, what daddy in this? <laughs> what kind of meat in this daddy on? <laughs> what does he really do for a living? <laughs> my daddy was you know, a what- male at <laughs> My daddy be slinging dick. <laughs> and Listen. they have interviews about it. That's so kind of crazy, though. Um, maybe they don't hear you. Maybe they're, like, playing games or some shit. They probably in their phones. They don't hear you. These, they teenagers now. Oh, they got pre-teens. the money and everything. They ain't paying me no money. All right, you're going to have a field day with this one. I do believe this was a woman who submitted this one. It's always the woman. I've been single... For so long now, I'm starting to think there's something wrong with me. Help. So what would you tell a woman, Brian, from the male perspective that has been single for a long, long time? So what I usually do is try to qualify what is a long time. Secondly, I always ask the person, what does their social network look like? If you're only on two dating sites and that's Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, you're going to have to, you know, eventually spread your wings a little bit more. And a lot of times that means, you know, going outside of your comfort zone with um, some of these other different sites. I don't even know what was it called? Bumble or yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know how they work because I've never been on any of them. I'm more record. I mean, I guess you don't because you missed the Baltimore. You don't got to be on there. I don't even like girls from Baltimore. But the whole point I don't like niggas from Baltimore. At this point, like, I meet somebody from here. It come with 10 different rumors and lies, but whatever. The whole point is she needs to probably go out and be able to meet more people. So if she's just sticking in the house and you know just go to church you're gonna find you a nigga at church once church open back up you should be rocking and rolling there's a deacon or somebody waiting for you sister <laughs> you know what? you're probably right i don't go to church i was just saying this to somebody earlier today sis that like covid i'm not i don't leave my house as much as i used to so before Man, i was all open outside open Outside is open. I just can't homecoming. afford outside. Homecoming this weekend. We we rocking and rolling. Morgan Morgan homecoming. I won't be there, but I can't afford outside because everywhere I go, I'll be like, "Damn, this shit used to cost before COVID. It used to cost this. Like, why the it's fuck is everything expensive. so expensive? Shit expensive now. I, I myself cannot afford it. 
I didn't call myself transferring some money over in the middle of a date. Like, shit. <laughs> like I ain't know that that bill hit. Like, let me transfer over two hundred more dollars. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like shit is hot. So but I, see, I the been... thing is, I don't pay for gas at work, so yeah. I don't feel that. But I was at the pump the other day, and when they got the forty dollars, I'm like, Pam is taking longer shit for this gas to pump, and they got like almost the seventy, and I was like. Damn, what no. if I had to pay for gas? Like, I feel yeah. sorry when people got to pay for gas. Like, that's something I feel like we shouldn't have to pay for. Yeah, gas is high. When I looked up a day, it was like three twenty for regular. I was like, I didn't even, I had like a quarter of a tank and it still cost $43 <laughs> to fill up. And I was like, wait hey, a minute. <laughs> I was going to say I had a quarter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, but really, I think people got a, a lot of women I hear this from. And, they, and I tell them, like, you're going to have to get on the dating sites if you're not out there socially. Um, it's nothing at the club. It's nothing at bars. I'm not going to tell you go to lounges and shit because you're going to deal with a bunch of losers. But you, if if the only places you go into, like, to the market and random places, you're not going to meet the love of your life or a guy who's interested in trying to date you. So you want to just post that profile pic and well, hope that... I did meet a guy in the Home Depot. Yeah. But I mean, you, you, we can't just start sending people to walk up and down the aisles of Home Depot. <laughs> you can't. So I will say it doesn't happen. I still talk to him, but I will say this. I'm not where sis is. Because I stay meeting niggas, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they coming to your DM too. Listen, I'll say this too. Now it's to the point where <laughs> this is, and this is not bragging. This is not whatever. So many men tell me all the time they want to fuck me that I'm just like. Okay, get in line. Like, I don't, I don't like that's not enough to entice me to want to try. Like, <laughs> they listen to the show. Listen, yeah, I know it is. They, listen, they listen to your show and they be like, oh, she a freak. <laughs> and then the next part is like, you'll try to do a show about like, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, like doulas. <laughs> you'll do a show about like financial literacy and getting your life together. And they could be like, she a smart freak. <laughs> it does not be, but okay. It is, it is, I mean, it is at this point. It's like, okay, it's a lot of niggas who want to fuck me. So let's. That's how I know. feel about, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, like that's always been the case. So what is it? Like, I mean, yeah, I like, what's that? What's, you don't got another hook. You could try something else. I don't know. Right. But what I will say is those who I do progress with, I feel like men really don't know how to communicate. And when I say that, I'm not talking about picking up context clues. I mean, just really having a conversation. Yeah. It's like, okay, which I can't interview. Like, this is not a job interview. Right. It's really weird. That's the part I don't like. So I feel like when you're a man um and you be able to carry a conversation and you're able to like articulate your words and be able to like know what to come with next and i'm not like talking from like a verbiage standpoint of like how you sound when you communicate but knowing it's like a playbook like if a coach is running the offense for the baltimore ravens right after lamar jackson gets five yards in the second down and five he already has to know what the next play is going to be because he's calling it down on the headset. Sports analogies. Go ahead. He's calling it down on the headset for Lamar to get the first down. So people will be like, man, that was a bad play call. Like he's doing it like that on the fly. So that's how it is when you're having a conversation with a woman. Like you don't get by so much time 
to be able to try to capture her mind and be able to like conversate. And if you can't get her to communicate back, like, bro, you lost. So it's like for, for, for me, I've always felt like this shit was just natural because I'm in sales. I talk to people. I'm a people person. And like, at the same time, like I always give women like this double impression, like one minute they're like, Oh, you're really professional. You're cool. Then they'd be like, you give me this vibe, like you just like kind of hood. Like I'm not like <laughs> nice person. It's the duality of your person. I like it though. I see why people the are attracted to it. Back, though the beard is coming back, and I feel like when I have the beard, it comes. Off, I come off very aggressive. Like is the. I was like, telling one of my guy friends um, that when he has his beard, he comes off more menacing. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's what they always taught us. Bit, that's what yeah. they always taught us. Like that when some, like when the guys had beards in movies and cartoons, they were the bad guys. The guys that were clean shaven was always the cops and the good guys. So yeah, like when he has, but even when it's his goatee, it's not as. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. But when he has that full, I just be like, I would never fuck with you. Like I would never walk up to you and say nothing. Like I'd be like. I hit it with this big ass beard. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm less approachable. Yeah. And this time of year, I like that because the the clock is going back. It's getting a little colder outside. Dark as fuck already. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. It's five o'clock. It's getting dark. Leave me the fuck alone. So before we wrap up. That's all you had? I mean, we've been talking for 15 minutes, nigga. No, I'm saying you had one question from one person? We had two. We, about to, we, we got two more. Okay. I, you said before we wrap up. I'm like, damn, that's it. I, I just like to lay the little place card so we know we coming down the hill now. <laughs> do, your thing, do your thing, super producer. And Thank talent. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save this last one for last, but... This person, you know what I've realized in my DMs, and I know the ladies listening are going to hate for me to say this out loud. Men, I think men are sloppy cheaters. But I have come to find out from a lot of my followers that they are out here cheating on all the men in their lives. I yeah. get messages like I got one yesterday, a confession on this week sometime. And this lady says she's cheating on her husband and but she's going to stop at the end of the year. She's going to set the expiration date. I'm like, good for you, sis. Um, <laughs> but someone sent this in and said, I quit my side, nigga. And I'm struggling. Any tips? And I feel like you're the perfect person to ask that. When you quit a side piece, <laughs> you lay off a side piece. How do you get over that person? I feel like the only way is just to get another one, but I feel like you may be more in tuned. <clears throat> so. <laughs> whew, so Maybe what I'm going to say. Y'all see his face. So what I'm going to say is. When people tend to have someone on the side that generally means the one that they had from the beginning was not satisfying or giving them what they want Mm -hmm. so to me having a side piece is a young man young woman's game 
when you get to a certain point in life, you need to make a decision if you want to continue on with that person that's your main person. Because when you want to be out the house more with your side piece or spending more time with them than you want to be home, it's time to cut the cord. It's like cable. <laughs> cut the cord. You're just wasting time and money being somewhere you don't want to be. And this day and age that we live in, it's not really that special to be like, I got to stay for my kids or I got to stay for, you know, we split the bills and shit. Like, like at the end of the day, like, you can just go <laughs> off and do thing. So it's not like you living with a man and he pays all your bills. And it's like, you probably work, you probably work. Like, at some point, you got to make a decision. Like, this shit not working because you're going to be unhappy. And so the fact that you're going through it because you lost your side, dude, it really shows that, like, whoever you with, you ain't happy. And there's too many people yeah. out here living together under a roof. Um, and there's no love there. There's no relationship. It's just like, move on. You know, like, who are you fooling? Like, one thing I always said when I went through my divorce was I never wanted my kids to view love as a parent sleeping upstairs and a parent sleeping downstairs or a parent coming home from work and not, you know, embracing the other one, not being affectionate. So it's like if you're raising them in a house where for three oh, years, love. for three years, oh, I was raised with love. You know what I mean? You've seen the pictures. i see my parents. Par- <laughs> yeah. So 49 years of marriage and they still in love. That's the only way to do it. Like when you when you out here and you're faking it and you're going through the motions, can't see that. And so when you go to visit your daughter and she's 25, 30 years old and you like go over and it's a Sunday and you go down to watch the game in the family room. And you see pillows in a blanket and you're like, you sleeping down here? And, you know, she'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, she put me out down here on the couch because that's how she seen y'all do it. Mm-hmm. And then you like, oh, wow. Yeah, me and our mom ain't sleeping in the same bed for 10 years. Or, <laughs> you know, what I'm, like, I'm just saying that, that we just, we condition our kids that we think we're protecting. Where some people are like, oh, you know, we stand together for the kids. You're hurting the kids. You know, they'd, they'd rather see you smiling and giddy because side chick Joe coming through hitting it and you ain't worried about cheating no more. But when you the days that they come pick you up, like mama got a big smile now. Like she ain't walking around the house just angry. Like you walking yeah. around the house because you ain't getting no good dick. Yeah. So why and even torture yourself? Life is too short. That's that's gonna be that was gonna be my thing. I always tell some people when they DM me and tell me their life stories and traumas and all this shit. It's like leave. Life yes. is too. We just said this earlier. We got time, but we don't. Right. <laughs> so like, right. if you are not happy, go. It's the initial shock of it all and the cost of it all that really like fuck people up. But the ultimate thing is you having your peace of mind is greater than everything and your ability to just have that freedom. You can go do what you want to do. Like that Mm -hmm. life of cheating and sneaking around and shit, that shit, like when that's why I said it's a young man's game. Like it's a thrill to it. It's fun. Oh yeah. This was like crazy, but you get to a certain age, like, but you too old, like, but you old in the tooth and you know, like he didn't fell asleep. You didn't fell asleep. Now both of y'all in trouble. Like, man, cut this shit out. <laughs> hey, throw the fuck up. 
Yeah, I just I never get the point. Like, just fucking leave at this point if you're doing all this and hiding. Yeah. And when you got like, I'm just at a point in my life where I can do whatever the fuck I want as long as I'm single. The moment that I decide that I want to be in a relationship, I'm giving that up because I don't want to do it no more. If I, if I, I like if I want to fuck two three people, I can stay single and do that. If I decide I want to be in a relationship, I'm basically telling this person at 42 fucking years old. I see me spending the rest of my life with you, possibly, if we can make this work. I'm not getting in a relationship at 42 to be like, you want to meet my girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, for our 45th, we're going to head on over to Mexico, go down to Uh (laughs) Canada. No, like, we literally trying to, like, figure out, like, how we're going to retire, how we're going to live, what it's going to look like, and how we're going to spend the rest of our life together and not just be gone off of, fucking uh in the back of a car like we teenagers and then realize ain't shit left two years later man i gotta grow up you're young young you ain't hit that 4-0 yet i had maybe all right i got a few more years of fucking the back of a car (laughs) i'm like that shit sound fun yeah Yeah. i mean you're still there but But i'm talking i'll be dealing with old niggas some of these skeezers be old though they'll be sending you these messages you are old saying skeezer Jesus. Every time I watch Minister, uh, New Jack City, it just bring me back. She's a skeezer. <laughs> Cancel that bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I will say that nobody prepares you for that. I feel like everybody focuses on turning 30 more than they turn 40. And mm-hmm. I feel like 30 was fun. Like, yeah. But I feel like that 40, I see it. It's like, I'm looking at it stressful. now. I am closer to 40 than I am to 30. And I'm like, whoo. <laughs> Nobody don't talk about that. That's a lot I'm, of stuff I thought about, like, heading into that 40th year. Like, I got emotional. Like, thank you for allowing <laughs> me to be here. Some, for most people, if you're going by, like, average life expectancy, when you hit 40, you've lived more than half your life. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, that's such a mind fuck. Okay, we're going. Now, this one here, this is our last one, Brian. All right, I'm ready. I think my boyfriend gets high off what? I still love him, though. Get high off of what? Wet. So I, too, had to Google this. (laughs) Because for me, any drug that's not really weed, I I mean, I don't, I'm not calling your boyfriend a crackhead, but I don't do crackheads. Um. So when I looked up wet, it was like things that are laced in angel dust PCP. Yeah. You remember on training day when he was like, I do. I forgot after I looked it up. He was like, <laughs> oh, you like to get wet? <laughs> and then and I then, remember in another movie, it was the same. Somebody talking about Dave the wet. Chappelle. And I was, Dave Chappelle said it. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So after like, I looked oh, it up. You like to get wet? I didn't know you like to get wet. Yeah. PCP. Yeah. So when I looked at it, when I looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, you didn't know this, Adrian. Um, so I guess my advice to you says is hide your purse. Like he's gonna start stealing from you soon. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's uh you, de- uh you deserve a little better. He's a druggie. I'm sorry. We don't I'm all for ratchet shit, but mm-mm. he probably mm-mm. killing her too. He probably killing her when he had her. Probably went- <laughs> you know oh. what? High sex. <laughs> I once had this. <laughs> I was not high on this, 
But a nigga who was high on coke, whoo, that sex was hitting. Can't even front. I was not high on coke, but he was high on coke. That shit was did, hitting. Did he, did he snort that line out your ass? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so real quick, it was this funny moment. We was in... uh. Uh, it was out of town and I got the video and I had to show it to you one day and we was like super drunk when we came out of this party. We was like out of town and these girls was like, um, like they was like acting real bougie or whatever. They were okay. They wasn't all that. They thought they were all that or whatever. And I just remember like I was just real drunk and my buddy was like videoing and I was like my equilibrium and everything was off and I had said something to one of the girls was like, uh, I said, um, y'all trying to do some lines, and they was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Let a cup." I said, "You know, let some real niggas snort that coke out your ass." But the way I said it, it was like I was like running out of breath at the same time. I said, and the girl was like, "You, you, you better." <laughs> so, <laughs> so the tape ends. Everything they get in the Uber, pull off. We laughing, walking down the street. And for years, we'll be together. And then if somebody be like, like, I might be like, yo, um, y'all trying to, y'all, like, you trying to do something? And they'd be like, you, you, you better. <laughs> you don't need to. It's, but you know, the video is hilarious. Um, yeah. But the whole thing about getting high is so many dangers with that because it can bring in abuse. It can bring in theft, theft, a lot of things that will cause you to be completely insecure. Um, it's not safe. Like, it's just not safe because it's like you don't know what they're going to graduate to from that. So no, somebody that was going to be my thing. Is this a gateway yeah. to other things? Exactly. Like, If he's hallucinating and all of a sudden he starts fighting you because you think of somebody robbing him or something like that, because that's what happens with the angel dust and stuff. Like you start hallucinating and you seeing shit that ain't there. You're like, oh, you know, like, why would you take my car? And the bitch like, your car outside, dummy. And next <laughs> thing you know, he go upside your head. And you'd be like, oh, you know, I knew he was getting high, but that's just a dangerous game to yeah, play with. Yeah, sis. Walk away. Walk away now. Like, I just couldn't even imagine. Yeah, you love people, but mm-mm. walk away for that gets in a completely terrible situation. Yeah, like, so much more than that. Or before you you sitting there and he lacing something you got, and now you, you know, now you he like this shit. you was gonna like it. Like he looking at you like I knew you was gonna like it. I put a little a little dust in you. Oh my uh, god! Let me tell you the way that I be fighting his. Ass. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's just always think. so terrible. That is why I feel like I've missed the window to do coke because this whole fentanyl stuff and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. but I never, I never really been into drugs and I never liked women that did drugs. Like, I don't Stay think drug free. Yeah. And so the only thing is, I always joke about it. And it's like a big thing where I, every time I'm out at parties and stuff, I'm like, y'all want to do some lines just to like live in the mood up. We like game night and it's like random people around and everybody's like, yeah, something, something, something like you got hookah. And I'd be like, Y'all want to do some lines? And then everybody be like, what? Like, <laughs> and like, I'll carry this whole thing out like I do coke. But 
in my mind, I always wanted to do just a one line and then just like go somewhere where like this like loudest shit music and just be like turned up, like turn that, up, turn up. That is why Studio 54 was so lit. Like those niggas was just doing all the coke, loud ass music. They would be fucking in the club. Like that shit was so was on North Avenue? Not here. Studio 54 in New York. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, but I- North Avenue, that like one little place by where we did the live show. It seemed like that was a cokehead place. Odell's, yeah, they used to. No, not Odell's. The Odell's um, across the street. No, but I'm talking about like right on that same side of the street. If you went down a little bit, it was just like a loud club with a bunch of skateboarders and. People. Oh, I do know what you're talking about now. Yes, um, I'm sure they probably do. <laughs> yeah. like, and it's funny though because it. coke is such a like sexy drug. It just looks fun, like. All that stuff you got to inject and boil up, that don't look fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> but just some stuff where you see a little, they be putting in their fingernail, like, and then rubbing it on their gum. Like, it just looks so cool to do. So I get how people got caught up in that shit in the 80s and the 90s. It just looked fun. Okay. So it's like a rich man's weed. If you eat your food and you take care of yourself, like, it's not supposed to, like, make you... you- you will be surprised at how many people do coke on a regular basis. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Like I, at I know. one of my, yeah, I'm like one of my previous jobs. That was the drug that popped the most, more than weed. Mm-hmm. Was coke. Yeah. yeah. So and, your, and, your kids' teachers probably how coke a lot. <laughs> a, a lot of um, you know, a lot of um, people like uh. A lot of people that's like athletes, entertainers, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Like, so I, I joke and say I would want to try. I never, I'm never gonna ever do coke. But I will say, I the biggest thing that scared me as a child was mm-hmm. Len bias. And to this day, <laughs> that's one of the most like horrible stories. I I I, I almost know like all the people. Like involved the everything that happened. I went to the dorm room where it happened at University of Maryland. And to this day, like you look at Michael Jordan's legacy, and there was only one person who was like really rivaling him, and that was like Len Bots. I mean, the guy was a tremendous athlete. It rocked PG County, it rocked University. Un- University of Maryland never recovered. Mm-hmm. Their basketball program never recovered. I mean, they won a championship in 02, but they never recovered from that. I mean, it was just like this dude got drafted and he snorted some straight fish scale. And, you know, for those, like, it's it's so pure that it just, it immediately sent them in a cardiac arrest. Yeah, that's like, that's just... Yeah. That's crazy and wild and... Um, yeah, don't do drugs. Like, at this point, it's not worth the risk at this point for me. Right. Whatever feeling and temporary high that I could get from it, it's not worth the risk of at this point you see only like this fucking much of fentanyl can fucking kill you. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. And then you got, you got, you know, people popping perks and taking pills and stuff like that. When you see that from a dude you're dealing with, it's time it's to go. Not sexy. Yeah. yeah it's time to go because when they start nodding out and when they graduate and they can't afford the 20, $30 per pill or oxy and stuff like that, or perks. Now all of a sudden they're going to, they're going to turn to heroin. 
And, you know, when he's up there copping from his same boy that he used to hang out with, like, yes, yeah, you got a problem. So that yeah, was sad. Agreed. That was that sad. Was- that one kind of broke my heart. I just, and I, I do feel like women ask these questions like, yeah, you can love him, but I do feel like it comes from, and no judgment, but it comes from a place of desperation because you think I got somebody and it's so hard to get another somebody, but mm. that ain't worth it, sis. Go ahead. Yeah. It's crazy because you you don't want to look up four years from now and be like, you've seen all the signs and you ended up allowing it to manifest and process. And we told you, like, now you find out this person's on crack or they lost their job. And you're, it's, you can't, you're going to end up babysitting somebody who's on drugs. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're going to end up doing. For sure. So, all right, Brian, look, I'm going to let you go uh, smoke your cigar. Do you have any final thoughts here? I mean, it's cool. You know, um, always great to be the problematic faith. I just want to let you guys know each and every day I'm getting better. I'm still in therapy. I'm doing great. Um, I give you credit. It's harder and harder to pull out the ratchet, Brian, for you guys. But I, I find a way to do it because I do it for I do it for Booney and I do it for the listeners because a healed Brian means that there's no more podcast for me. So <laughs> I have to sometimes dig deep into my past archives or, you know, go into some of the stories. I don't have anything new for you guys. Do I have to find a new Brian? One of these days we'll do a new a show about the new Brian. Oh but, my god! Yeah, I'm just growing and getting better. Uh, I, I I like came to a conclusion like I don't want to be like the old man in the club or you know, fifty years old showing my boy some nudes like she's thirty two. A sign now, like I ain't trying to be that guy like showing her showing my man her Instagram page, and you know. Like I did, it did come to reality. Like I do want to grow old with somebody, and and not just continuously like not have that that companion. And oh, look at I'll you. holding my pillow. To- <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why. I'm- that's why when you forty. All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm a look. I'm gonna be cuffed up at some point. <laughs> look, I'm not gonna even put all the problematicness on you. I'll take some of my ownership in my problematicness. I am in therapy because I realized that I can't get past the two year mark when I'm with someone. I either self sabotage, I start looking for shit, and so I am mm. trying to work through what that is. So okay. that's good. That's good to know. Um, yeah, that's really yeah. good. So we're working through some shit myself too. Yeah. We all are. So look, go enjoy your cigar, homie. Okay, thank you. I will. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? All right, it is time for Booney's confessional. It has been some time since we had a confession, but this week we have one called Stripper Tales. I fucked the stripper after the bachelorette party and he told me he knew my family. Shock emoji. 
He said he was on my dad's little league baseball team and been to the house. He then proceeded to tell me that he always wanted to do me silly face emoji. I was like, for real? No, it wasn't my own bachelor party. I was just a guest. Okay, sis, you know, this this was a fair confession. A lot of people confessed to me this week that they had fucked the strippers at the party. So all I can say to you is peace be unto you. And the ratchet in me always honors the motherfucking ratchet in you. Homaste. All right, I want to thank our problematic fave, Brian, for dropping by on the podcast this week. We can always count on him for a good laugh, a good ratchet reset, all right? Be sure to support our sponsor. I'm telling you, pick you up in air. They have some other great products over there, but you can use the code, code, the code BOONIE10, that's all caps, BOONIE10 to save 10% on your orders, all right? Thank you so guys so much for supporting our sponsors. They help us as well to keep these lights running, right? So if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us some five-star reviews. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us across all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. And don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, The Ratchet and Me always honors the ratchet of you. Home I stay. Until next time.